Hello everybody and welcome back to Expression FM's coverage of Exeter City Women. This evening, for the first time this season, we return to the Exwick Sport Hub and for the next 90 minutes we'll be bringing you coverage of Exeter City's home clash against Portishead Town. My name is Michael Sklover and for tonight's game I'll be joined by Beth Podmore. Abby Britton and Aaron Wakeley's side return to the Sport Hub after an extended break but also a successful away day. Since we last brought you coverage of Exeter City's hard-fought victory over league title rivals Moneyfields at St. James Park back in September, the Grecians took a two-week interval before travelling to Maidenhead on match day seven to face Maidenhead United. A coolly converted penalty from Zoe Watkins as well as goals from Molly Taylor and Manfi Sharp allowed Exeter to take a deserved 3-0 lead at the break. Despite attempting to fight back and scoring twice in the second 45, Maidenhead were unable to extinguish the lead, and at full time, the sc- and a full-time score of 6-2 appeared to be a deserved result. Successful strikes from Watkins, Sharp and Stacey consolidate as Exeter City's victory in the second half, who now sit on 15 points with five wins out of five. The weekend fixture also marked Manfi Sharp's 150th game in Exeter City colours. The captain, of course, features today too. As for Exeter City's opponents for tonight, Portishead, their season has certainly been one to forget. A 4-2 win on match day one against newly promoted Torquay United has now been forgotten and the away side is yet to register a win in autumn. The minus 18 goal difference acts as a clear indication of Portishead's form. The Possets will however come into the fixture having broken a seven-match losing streak in all competitions with a draw against the struggling Southampton side. With last year's 6-0 defeat to Exeter City women also still fresh in the memories, the visitors will strive to make amends. As often here at Exwick Sports Hub, City are hot favourites for this evening and will look to, and will look to keep the perfect record alive. And for tonight's action, it's great to be joined by Beth Podmer for her first game on Common Chiefs duties. Beth, welcome. What are your thoughts on the game? Oh, thank you for um, yeah being so welcoming. It's so great to be here. Um, we talked a bit earlier about the fact that you know it's rare to have an evening game here, and it's nice nice to see the lights on. Um, the attendance is obviously a bit lower this evening, um, but still um, a good turnout. Great to see people here. Um, I think what city, like you said, it's you know. It's the favourite. City are the favourite for this evening. What they're going to be looking for is a really strong start because we saw last week, um, although a great win, their start was a little lacklustre and they, they had um, you know a few actually missed attempts, uh, one from Stacey in particular, over the crossbar. Um, and they're definitely going to try and wanting to be avoid that again and really start strong and come out and um, definitely avoid conceding first. And bringing you the team news, the starting 11 for Exeter City women. Abby Bond, Bo Jackson, Manfie Sharp, Jess Sandland, Phoebe Baker, Beth Ireland, Jenna Markham, Sarah Stacey, Katie Grigg, Ishbel Zumont and Zoe Watkins. On the bench for Exeter City, Steph Beck, Zoe Cunningham, Connie Pengeli, Amber Pollock and Ellen Dixon. We don't, unfortunately, have any news on the starting eleven for Portishead Town for tonight's fixture, but we'll keep you updated on that as the game develops. Here come the teams. Exeter City will be playing in their red and white home kit, with Portishead Town playing in their white and black kit. And away we go. Ishbel Zuman gets us underway. Exeter City will be kicking towards the eastern side of Exeter Sports Hub, with Portishead Town kicking towards the other way. And straight away, Exeter City go on the front foot through the right-hand side and a crossing opportunity straight away. Ten seconds in and a crossbow into the middle. And Sarah Stacey almost on the receiving end on that one. Jackson looking for that long ball instead. Opts for Manfi Sharp. 
And Sharp once again, loads of space to advance into Portishead, failing to switch the play. Still the ball with Exeter City's captain and a long way away, but a shot from outside the box from Exeter City's captain. First attempt on target and close, close to reaching that corner. Keeper wasn't worried though. Sharp had so much space there just to run with the ball, just to take it and get that pace on it. Jess Sandland and Baker standing over this free kick, about 20 yards out. And Jess Sandland, he took all of the set pieces SJP two weeks ago, now takes this right-footed over the wall, and the keeper reacts. Great save from Davis. It's going to be a corner kick now for Exeter City. But a good free kick over the wall, close to that top corner, and a free kick which we expected to be dangerous, almost leading to a goal. It was a brilliant jump from Davis, brilliant save. We heard from Abby there on the sidelines before the free kick, saying, remember what we've done in training. It's very vocal. Uh, love to hear it that you know they've been practicing this this free kick is ready it's ready to go and we're going to see it now Jess Sandland again right footed towards that front post where Stacey is lurking bounces back now Jenna Markham with space and time back to Baker and now delivered forward clever looking ball and a shot from outside the box from Watkins rifle with power into the crossbar Keeper was beaten then, Zoe Watkins so unlucky, vicious power from about 20 metres out. And just unlucky score, stays at 0-0, Exeter City 0, Portishead Town 0. But Zoe Watkins coming ever so close here, and here go Exeter City again, Zoe Watkins forward to Baker, and now the keeper collected. What a chance, Beth. They've just regained control again, City have just regained control. It'll be interesting to see now whether Portishead will cross the halfway line, that is the question. Sermond asking for the ball and it's delivered forward. Brilliant ball again from Jackson. And on the left goes Exeter City's midfielder against the defender. Zermond gets inside and a shot from outside the box just hits the post on the wrong side. Side netting there from Zermond and a chance almost from nothing. Initially a great ball from Jackson in behind the line and Zermond beating her marker and just off target. Exeter, five, six, seven shots. Countless now but still no nil Beth. It reminds me of the last game slightly. Zermond was calling for the ball there. She was really wanting it. And you can see why. she A beautiful cross earlier, which nearly um, was one of the opportunities we talked about. And another great shot on target there as well. And the attack now slowing down for the visiting side as Exeter regained position at the back. The whole squad now for the Grecians in their own half. And Baker getting involved. Cuts the ball out brilliantly. Looking for the run of Jenna Markham. And it's a great ball forward from Baker it's Jenna against the defender beats her mark a shot from outside the box and just wide as it goes across goal Sarah Stacey was looking to arrive on that far post but no one getting the clinical touch still remains at nil-nil but Exton once again winning the ball back early and catching Portishead on the counter Good. One thing that's clear is that Exeter City, when they've got that possession in the midfield, it is so quick and their pace is unmatched. Their control as well. What Portishead is lacking is that pace. That When they do find, finally find that possession in the midfield, they just haven't got the pace. And although they might have the control, they're just too slow. And Exeter City, it, it gives them the possibility to get involved, especially with Baker. Forward to Stacey, who drops very deep at the moment to receive from her captain. Now in behind the line, Phoebe Tate with the headers, dropped to Ishbel Zumond. And an option available. 
with Stacey who shoots from outside the box. It's over the keeper and hits the crossbar from the wrong side. Exeter coming close again. So unlucky in this half. And you mentioned it in the pre-match, Beth, that the clinicality was lacking a bit in Maidenhead. But it's certainly the case today as well. You couldn't blame Sarah Stacey too much from the outside. But what a chance again. It's hard not look to... It's hard to not look back on last week's game against Maidenhead and wonder why these attempts at the beginning just can't be finalised, why we just can't make the net. Holloway does well to hold up the play and Portishead still in possession. And it's a great ball down the line from Holloway and Exton may be caught out here. Jackson has to get back, so to Katie Grigg and it's a cross goal. And almost, almost paying dividends for Portis Head as a shot goes from outside the box as well. And Abby Mon, for the first time in this game, has to get involved. An ambitious effort, but almost catching Exeter City's number one by surprise, Beth. And Portis Head, we mentioned how they failed to cross the halfway line in this half. Well, now they have activated their potential and almost there, coming close to a goal. First shot on target as well for the away side. I know, I'm eating my words here, and that was great from Abby. Sharp. Looking for Zermon, still sharp, goes through the left. The most active player in terms of attacking potential for Exeter City today. Jenna Markham towards Sarah Stacey, who gets the touch and a save again from the keeper. Sarah Stacey wins the aerial duel for the first time in this game. A great delivery once more from Jenna Markham. Those crosses from the left-hand side really have paid dividends for City in this half. But the keeper not beaten one more time, standing her ground strong. Still Exeter City women nil, Portishead Town nil. So many shots on target, countless shots on target today. I, you have to give it to Davis. She's been, she's made some great saves so far. Although lots of these have come from free kicks and corners and just haven't been made, haven't been finished. Referee looking at her watch. Perhaps this could be the last chance. Maybe a long throw even from Manfie Sharp could be the option. Sharp, Zermont, Ireland. And Ireland gets away from Tate. And into the 18-yard box now, Ireland. And the final opportunity, it's a cross goal. And the final touch from Zoe Watkins takes it into the back of the net. And with time running out in the first half, completely deserved. Exeter City find the back of the net. Exeter City women 1, Portishead Town 0. And a relief, I think, in the crowd, Beth, as Exeter City finally go in front. Yeah, the tension that there's been here the whole first half waiting for that goal has now been released. And I'm glad it was Zoe. I'm glad it was her after her crossbar incident earlier. And almost an unorthodox goal there. A late touch. Don't even know how Zoe Watkins managed to get that shot away. But Beth Island doing very well on the left-hand side to get her assist in this game. And Exeter may go again there, almost making it two. And on that, the referee blows... The half-time whistle. And just at the break, just in time, it's Exeter City 1, Portishead Town 0. And looking at this first 45, a score, I think, that doesn't fully reflect what we've seen. I think it should have been 3 or 4, Beth. You mentioned Sharp and her showing why she, why she should be captain. And she has really, just the first half, just, you know, reclaimed that position, really showed why she should be captain. And one thing that I feel is lacking is Laura Barrett, Porter's head's captain. I haven't seen much from her. She's very vocal. She's very clear with her team what needs to be done. But there's a lot of talking and not a lot of doing, unfortunately, from the captain for Porter's head. Porter's head, who have shown some glimpses of quality, especially later in the first half, now find themselves behind here at Exwick Sports Hub. 
And after the 15-minute break, Ecstasy will look to get back in this game and hopefully get a few more goals to improve their goal difference, which may come very much in handy as they try to fight Bournemouth at the top of the Women's National League Southwest Division. But for now, let's take a half-time break and see you all soon. And the referee blows her whistle and we're underway in the second half. Exeter City will now be kicking towards the western side of Exeter Sports Hub with Portishead Town kicking towards the other way. And a change as well at half-time. Amber Pollock, who really impressed at St. James Park back in September against Moneyfields, now enters play and she does replace Katie Gook. She had a really good first half, but now Amber Pollock, sometimes on the left-hand side, playing on the right wing-back position today, Beth. What can she do? You asked what Pollard can do, and I think the main thing here is just maintaining that pace and that control in the midfield that they've got. They gave themselves time in the first half, and we want to see that again in the midfield for this half. Extra remain with the ball, and I actually just spotted another change made at half-time as well, but before that, a crossbow into the middle towards Sarah Stacey, who heads white. Also, Zoe Cunningham has entered the pitches, and I look now, I cannot see Zoe Watkins in midfield for Exeter City, the goal scorer. Could this be a decision made, looking at the fact that Exeter have got three fixtures congested into one week with some cup games coming out at the end of the month as well? Zoe Watkins, who scored the goal in this first half, now replaced probably as preparation for the next game on Sunday against Southampton. We talked about that goal difference earlier, Michael. I think that's something that Exeter City will be looking for in this second half, really hopefully not conceding, but also having one or two more goals. Played back to Jackson, who does well to stay in possession. Looks for the cross ball. Now Stacey, on to Pollock on the right. Jackson offering the option too, but Pollock really determined to get that cross ball into the middle and now advancing into the box. Shot towards goal as well with her left foot, but not enough power. A small deflection perhaps on the way through too, and the keeper not tested. Still Exeter City 1, Portishead nil. just under an hour in this game. We heard Sharp there asking, shouting to her team, asking for more from everyone. And I think that sums up really how the first half has gone in the beginning of the second half. I don't want to say lacklustre, but it feels like Exeter City just aren't at their full potential. I believe they could have got a second goal in that first half or some of those shots surely could have been on target. It's great to be playing on the 4G pitch, obviously, at home for Exeter City at the Exwick Sports Hub. This is their ground, and the rain is coming down now. And something about the 4G is it always gets very, very slippy, and they'll start to feel that. We've seen Sharp slip over in the last few minutes, and I think it will happen again soon. Now, Stacey, on to Cunningham. And forward to Jenna Markham, and the flag stays down on the far side, and this could be a chance. Markham 1-1 one one to make it to, and does... Exeter City's lead has doubled, and guess who it is? It's Jenna Markham with her ninth goal of the season. Exeter City finally, finally doubled their lead, and it'll be extremely hard for Portishead to get back into this game. Beautiful attack. Jenna Markham found through that channel at last. Portishead caught flat-footed at the back, and the keeper beaten as well. 2-0. That was a great goal from the Grecians, and it's so satisfying after all those attacks attacking lines and it will be back in the back of their heads this evening the Bournemouth game against Moneyfields that goal difference will mean so much especially coming down to the final line against Bournemouth as they are at the top of the table and Exeter City just below them and with Porter's head it will be definitely difficult to, to regain any control here again and even you know score a goal 
I agree, Buff, and I think this is where Exeter City will try and find more goals. I mean, a few more will definitely be good to add to the tally. And Bo Jackson has a lot of hope that it goes ambitiously from distance with a right foot, but just wide of the target, keeper not troubled in that attempt. Still about 20, 25 minutes even to play in this half, if you include stoppages and Exeter City now in control, 2-0 in the half. Pollock to Baker. Back with Jackson, and this is a perfect crossing opportunity. It's into the middle towards Markham, who gets the header and in. It's Exeter City 3, Porter's head nil. And finally, after an hour of wait, the goals have started to come one by one. In the space of a few minutes, Exeter double the lead and then increase it to three. And it is the same player once again, Jenna Markham, making it three for Exeter City, appearing round the back. And just when I said that Bo Jackson could get that delivery right, she did perfectly onto the head of Jenna Markham, who coolly nods it past the keeper. 3-0. You read that very well there, Michael. That was a beautiful cross-in through ball, high through ball into the box, ready for um, Markham to finish it off. It was a lovely play, and that energy boost was undeniable from the second goal. The energy just picked up, and they were ready to go, and that third goal was coming, and and they finished it off nicely. Now Sharp through the middle to Cunningham who goes from distance and over the keeper. And what an unbelievable goal from the substitute. And we said it, that the keeper was comfortable with these long-range efforts, but it could, that she could be caught out. And finally, what an incredible screamer from distance from Cunningham over the keeper into the back of the net. And in the space of, what, 10 minutes, perhaps even less than that, X to go from 1 to 2 and then to 3 and now 4-0 for Abby Britton and Aaron Wakeley's side. Unbelievable finish there from miles out. You said it would come, Michael, and now it has. You would say Yasmin Davis, would, there would be a moment where she would relax and that long ball would come in, and it did, and it did beautifully too. Landing into the back of the net, 4-0. Extra unstoppable now, the pressure's relentless, and it looks like Porter's head, who looked very strong in the first half, and now starting to fall apart at the back. Jenna Markham now might get one-on-one with a keeper. Porter's head just managing to clear their line, but only briefly. We know Exeter City will be on the front foot very, very shortly. The change of ends from this half has mean that we can hear Abby Bond down here now on our side of the pitch. And we can just hear how vocal she is. She's not had much to do this game, really. And um, now she's taking that opportunity to really chat to the players, keep them, in, keep them encouraged. And to be honest, it doesn't look like they need it. These lines of goals that are just coming in has boosted their energy incredibly. And through the channel, it's an excellent looking ball for Ireland. And a shot may come in here from Jenna Markham as she looks for the hat-trick. But just cleared away at the last moment. Still not clear though. And here's Jenna Markham again and just over the bar. Exeter City so close to five. And once again winning the ball back in Portishead's half. Even around that 18-yard box. And extracting the shot just over the bar. But with loads of time to go, still about 10, 12 minutes in this half. Surely there's room for five or six, Beth. Well, we've just seen another opportunity there. And a kick like that over the, over the goal would have been a bit disheartening in the first half. But now they know that they can make these target shots. And hopefully one more, one more will hit the net. Jackson, for probably the final time in this game, looks to advance through the right-hand side, but loses out. Dixon there, involved straight away. Wide to Ishbel Zuman, who has dropped to that right position. 
Still the ball with Eshbel Zumon. Pollock can support. But the number 15 continuing the run. And it's a cross goal. And across everyone. No one applying the finishing touch. Now Stacey towards the edge of the box. Exeter still in possession. Now Cunningham. Finding the gap. And a shot from outside the box is fired. Goal is an in. And Cunningham has scored again. And Exeter City have reached five with a few minutes to go on the clock. Another brilliant effort from distance. This time the keeper, Yasmin Davis, getting one hand to it. But not enough to keep it out for Porter's head. And it's Exeter City women five. Porter's head town nil. A dominant display all around, Beth. And they're going to want to keep that clean sheet just for the last few minutes if they can. It's been a great finish to the second half. And as you say that, the second half does finish. And, and Exeter City have won it. The final goal coming just before the final whistle. But as I said, dominant display all around. A score that really does aid Exeter City's goal difference. I'm sure many of the people will be quick to find out how the game had finished at Bournemouth and Moneyfields. But for now, Exeter extend the unbeaten run. They find their first clean sheet since beating Torquay United at home a few weeks ago. And the chase continues. Exeter now six from six. I was about to say, and now they go six for six. It's a great result for Exeter City. They're going to be happy with that performance, especially the second half. There's lots to break through in that first half, talking about why they just can't get that strong start. But it seems to not matter because they just regain that control and power when they need it. Um, I think they really need to improve that start again, especially if in their games against Bournemouth, they'll be able to you know fight back in the first. 10 or so minutes so they're really going to need to work on that but apart from that I can't see much complaints there was a lot of dominance in that second half on the right hand side for Pollock and she is a valuable member for that substitution in the second half we've had some great performances today but if you were to you know pick a player who would that be for most valuable player of today I'm going to have to say Zoe Cunningham. She came on with such energy in that second half. And although we didn't see her in the first half, I don't think she I don't think we really needed to because she bought everything in that second half. And uh, you know, a mention goes out to Baker. Um she had such control in the back in the middle in the midfield, especially in the first half, making sure the Portersfield didn't even have a chance to break through that back line. Definitely. Well, it's ended here. At Exwick Sports Hub on this rainy evening as the game progresses. Uh, here at Exwick Sports Hub, it's ended Exeter City Women 5, Portishead 0. And I want to finish by asking you, Michael, who is your most valuable player for this evening? Oh, that's a good question, actually. I- I'm going to have to say, well, you've mentioned Cunningham, who's been exceptional today. I'm going to have to also mention Jenna Markham. I mean, another two goals, brilliant up top, providing... The, the goals for this game, unlike Sarah Stacey's, not appeared on the scoreboard this evening. But no, excellent performance from Jenna Markham, who's Exeter City's top scorer for the season. And we hope that Exeter City continue this form in what comes next for them, which is, of course, an away clash against the struggling Southampton side on Sunday of this week. But this is it for our coverage here at Extra Sports Hub. It's ended Exeter City 5, Portis Head 0. Thank you all very much for joining and have a great night.